Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. One of the problems with working with psychic mediums is that you have to be open-minded about the process in order to have a good reading with them. That's basic common sense. But I've had some really bad experiences with mediums. So at this point, I'm not open-minded. So you'll notice that we have very few psychic mediums as Secret Reality guests. But the problem is mine. The problem is not theirs. You could take my word for it when I tell you that there are some really excellent psychic mediums. And one of them is our guest today. Carolyn Molnar is with us on Seek Reality for the fourth time. She's an excellent psychic medium based in Toronto, Canada, who has more than 30 years experience in the field. And she has a list of clients that's worldwide. She also teaches classes on mediumship and psychic development, and she has led workshops. I'm going to say that again. She also teaches classes on mediumship and psychic development, and she's led workshops across across Canada, also at Lilydale, New York, and she was featured on Vice TV's television series, Mr. Tachyon, which was called Do Humans Have a Sixth Sense? I think sometimes they've got seven or eight senses beyond what we think they have, but that's another story. Carolyn is highlighted in the books Psychics and Mediums in Canada and Medium 7, Evidence of the Afterlife and Predictions. She also has been profiled in three national Canadian newspapers, the Toronto Star, the National Post, and the Globe and Mail. She wrote, produced, and directed a one-woman play called What? You're a Medium? at the 2016 Toronto Fringe Theatre Festival and Readers of the North York Mirror newspaper voted her their favorite psychic two years in a row. Carolyn has written two books, I think it's three now, and she's released some guided meditation CDs as well. It's all detailed and available on her website, which very conveniently is called carolynmolnar.com. And all of that, by the way, um, at least the the, the uh, website will be in the, the notes so you don't have to drive off the road. Carolyn, welcome. I'm so happy to have you with us again. I am so pleased to be with you, Roberta. Thank you so much for having me. When I said to Carolyn, well, we talked about your books. I think we've even talked about your play. So what else should we talk about? She gave me a few suggestions and they were all good. And I said, you know, I can't decide. So let's talk about them all. And we're going to try to do that today. But first, why don't you just briefly mention your books, Carolyn? Well, thank you. Yes, you are right, Roberta. I do have three now. Uh, The first one was called It Is Time, Knowledge from the Other Side. And it's a compendium of different terminology that spirit uses when they work with me. The second one is called Compassionate Messenger, uh, True Stories from a Psychic Medium, bunch of stories about my work. And um, then there was another one that uh, my husband and I wrote called What? You're a Medium. And that was based on my Fringe Festival play. I also have three CDs. And I just want to, you know, this is a a little bit of a self-promotion, but I do want to tell your listeners that for the month of November and December, if they um, buy one of the three books, I will pop a CD and 
um, along with the uh, order, free, free, free. So, you know, just my way of celebrating that we're end of this at the end of this year and looking forward to a new year. In a better year. We're yes. all, I think, looking forward to a better year. We're finally free of the various uh, uh, shocks about uh, uh, illness and shocks about various other things, I think. So we're all looking forward to a much better year. Well, thank you. And free is an excellent price. I've always really been in favor of that. So that's wonderful. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put that in the notes too. I, I think that would be a, a, a very good thing to put in the notes. Thank you. All right. All right. So I, I, one of the things that you said, which when, when we, when we were, were speaking about this, it, which concerned me was you said that you think younger people are searching for meaning and purpose in their lives more than before. Do you, do you really feel that way? Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think it's without that purpose, it's really affecting their emotional and mental states. I really think the pandemic has brought people to their knees you know, this is the first time really that our, our world has experienced something, um, where our rights have been taken away. And, you know, the younger people are saying, what is this about? I don't understand this. I'm feeling out of sorts. What is the purpose with all this? What is my purpose in this? And, um, the first thing I say to them is, please seek a therapist, um, you know, psychotherapist or a medical um, within the medical community, only because I am not uh, educated that way. But I certainly can give them what their spirit people are telling them. And basically, the purpose is to help, help in any which way you can serve any which way you can. If you love animals, go help out, volunteer at the SPCA. You know, if you want to help out with um, food banks or, you know, uh, seniors homes, reading to them or whatever, something that would give you joy and purpose would really change things up. I know this is very simplistic, but people are coming to me for a spiritual reason, not for any other reason, because they, you know, I'm a psychic medium, right? Right. Well, that's why so, I'm, I'm confused about this. So, so they've come to you for, for, uh, for spiritual counseling rather than mediumship when they, when they bring these things up, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I think what they're looking for is a psychic that has the inside track. And I am a psychic as well. So, um, I've always heard from my spirit guides that if you want to have a full, um, a full life, it's in the name of service. Now I'm not saying, you know, subservient stuff. It's more like, how can I help? How can I make things better for myself and for others? So um, it seems very simplistic, but it's pretty powerful when you think about it, when you start um, imagining, you know, good for all rather than just what's in it for me. You know, I think... uh, yeah, young that's, people that's are, simplistic. I, that's no more powerful words were ever spoken than those. I think that's the whole point. Um, if you're anything you're doing just to just to help yourself or to make money is is perfectly pointless. I don't care if you accidentally help people. I, I, I if if the motive is just to make money, I, I think it's perfectly useless. So you I, the profound words, my dear, totally profound okay. words. Thank you. I find that uh, money is a funny thing. 
when you focus on it, in other words, that's the purpose, it goes away. Yeah. But when you focus on how can I help others? How can I be of service with my work? How can I be the best psychic medium I possibly can for my client? Then things shift because it's off the money situation. It's more about serving. So I'm really lucky in that I found or it found me one or the other, uh, um, a career that um, was of service. I'm just so, I feel so fortunate. So, and I feel for those who are still looking and, you know, these, these kids are getting younger and younger. Like I had a 13 year old asking what can, you know, what's the purpose of my life? 13 years old. Yeah. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, well, it, 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 a lot, it seems to me that, a lot of the things that adults are doing are making life harder for, for kids at younger and younger ages. Um, the the transgender thing tremendously bothers me. Um, that 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 they're they're making such a big deal out of something which troubles a lot of children. It certainly did me when I was was um, um, uh, preteen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I think what this is, is fear and anything that's they someone does not understand or is change. That's where people go into fear mode rather than just let's figure this out. What is this? Why is it? Let me do some homework on it, you know, uh, to, to get a better understanding. Uh, people, it's an automatic uh, response. I don't like it. I don't understand it. It's change. I, I don't accept it. And it's unfortunate. You know, I can't imagine the 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 people that go through this, you know, without any other. Um, uh, um, what's what would be the word focus or pressure from the society? I can't imagine what they're going through. I mean, isn't that enough? That they have to deal with rather it's hard than enough have, for us. And we didn't have yeah, all these issues. I can't, right. Yeah. I mean, I really feel for for them. And you know, it's interesting. I had a very funny kind of situation in in the spirit world where, you know, somebody was questioning because I've I've had uh uh clients who are thinking about the changing up or they have and they just don't understand why this has happened why they're going through this you know what is what is the spiritual aspect to it and spirit in their crazy wisdom said you forgot to check the box it wasn't important so you just went I'll whatever I'll do this and with that choice this is the situation that you're in now I know that sounds very simplistic yes but you know what when you're on the other side you're not male or female really you're both so, right. you know, I can see why it's, it, it could be something that's overlooked. And then we get here and it's like, whoa, this is so different. Right. Well, I know why I was confused because um, I'm, I'm always male in all my mm-hmm. lifetimes. I've been male. I, we, we've, we've gone back very far and we have not gone a single lifetime other than this one in which I've been female. So naturally growing up, I wanted to be what I always had been. Right. Um, it was it was very traumatic for me 
to discover that I was missing a key part of my body. And it was so traumatic that I have a memory when I was less than, probably less than a year old, one of the first times that I was exploring my body and discovered what was missing. Right. And we're not supposed to be able to form memories when we're that young, but I have a memory. I even know what the walls looked like. Wow. Wow. Well, that, you know what, that's very interesting. I'm so glad you shared that because that will also add to why this happens. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and I would have been happy if if they had said, Hey, you know what, we'll build you one. I would have been happy to do it (laughs) right up until I was 16. When, and then when the, when I started to get female hormones, I said, you know, this isn't so bad after all. Mm-hmm. Up until then, when I was in the third grade, I beat up every boy in my third grade class. Goodness, goodness. Wow. Well, what a lesson that is for your soul progression, right? Yes. But, but, but what does ways. it tell you? I'm, they, they could have ruined my life very easily by telling me that I actually was supposed to be a boy. I wasn't. I was supposed to be female. We deliberately yep. chose that. Yes. Yes. And so much that you've learned, right, from another aspect. Yes. Well, it, mm-hmm. it also, and for the work I'm doing now, it was very important that I be female. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm quite outraged by the way they're handling it. These stupid people, scientists yeah. refuse to understand what happens at and after death. They refuse to understand so much, and their ignorance, which is willful, is allowing them, in fact, encouraging them to do so much harm to so many mm-hmm. people's lives when they're so young. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. I, that's a soapbox, which belongs to me. And when I hit <laughs> the chance, I will get on it because um, I know wherever I speak. Anyway, I hear, you. I hear you, Roberta, and I accept what you say. Yes. Well, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. But but so so other things too. I mean, I think that the the pandemic was um, handled very poorly by our governments and without very much sensitivity toward what the the damage they were doing to kids. Um, I mean, young children were very much retarded in their ability to learn how to speak, for example, because of the masks um, that we were required. And it turns out the masks were of no help at all. Um, all the people that were not allowed to to uh, be there when their when their uh, loved ones were dying, for example, and it turns out that at least in this country, uh, they they deliberately put contagious people into nursing homes and thereby killed literally millions of of old people who didn't have to die of the of the pandemic. Just all awful things that the governments did. Well, I have my my sense is this, and I'm not. I'm not going to defend them, but man, we were in, we were in a place where we really had never gone through anything like this in, in this lifetime. I have a a friend who's a spiritualist and she is actually part of the red cross. And she said, you know what? We put everything in place, you know, as a, you know, for a pandemic. But the one thing that we didn't put in is when, you know, when we put in all our uh, different steps, to cope with the pandemic, one of the things that we did not put in was that people would um, not agree to it. And that's, that's a basic thing that, you know, um, was, uh, 
and that, that just shows you that nobody really knew what this was going to be. And we're looking back now and hindsight's always 2020. We should have kept the kids in school. They, they're about a year behind or socially they're behind and, and yeah. academically they're behind. But at the time, I think the most important thing to remember is what was the intention? Whether it was right or wrong doesn't matter. What was the intention? Were they harming, trying to harm or were they trying to save? And, you know, I think most often they were trying to help. And I think they were just had to do it blindly because they just didn't know what else to do. Didn't know what to do. Yeah. Well, yes, I suppose. Yes, initially. But it was it was done with too heavy a hand and kept in place for too long. One of the great things about the United States is that we have all these 50 uh, sort of experimental situations and when we look at all how all the experiments turned out it is easy to see in retrospect um, you know how how well each of them did and Mm -hmm. and you can see that the lighter hand tended to have a have a the same or better results even than the heavier hand did and so that's that will help in the next pandemic if we if we uh, if we take those lessons to heart I think I pray I yeah. pray. Yeah. But so, so, so what else is bothering the kids? I mean, the, the breakup of, of parents' marriages probably also is, a, is playing a role. Uh, no, what, what's really alarming to me is they don't want to be here anymore. And uh, not all of them, but some, and they, you know, young, you know, um, young people, like I, I will talk about my own clients um, I will not tar everyone with the same brush, but usually those who come to me are probably at their wits end because they probably <laughs> looked at every other alternative. And then finally it's like, why not a psychic? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that, Roberta? And I don't mind. I really don't mind that. But I always <laughs> preface again by saying, please seek medical advice, you know, see a therapist, um, and that I feel that they don't want to be here because um, they're unhappy. Their life has been turned upside down. They've seen they've seen things they don't want to see. They've lost loved ones. They've lost uh, friends, uh, neighbors, and um, they've had their freedoms taken away. And they're just not happy anymore. And they want to go home early. And you know what I mean by going home early, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, my my advice, other than to seek, um, you know, help from a, a professional, is to understand that going home is not an easy out. Um, you know, there are consequences to going out early. And from my spirit people, they say, you know, what you haven't learned on this side, you know, of the veil being here in the physical world, you will still have to do whether you come back in another lifetime or you spend longer over there, when you contract to do something, it's, it's something that is binding because you've agreed to it. So I, I encourage people to find help and understanding so that they can cope with being here. And oftentimes I say it's when we're in our struggles is when we can learn the most if we're open to seeing the avenues of of help and of hope so i encourage them to seek support and um and someone that they can trust 
that they can speak to. Uh, and I'm, I'm alarmed at how many have contemplated going home early. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have talked about suicide to some extent on, uh, on seek reality. Um, and I have had young people in my, in my own life that have spoken to me uh, about it because, well, because, because of the work we do, um, if anyone confides in us, uh, sometimes they'll confide about that. And what I just tell them is, you know, we, the, the, pro- the problem with killing yourself is all you can kill is your body. You can't kill your mind. And you're going to get to see the same exact problems, except you don't have any ability to solve them now. You don't, you've just killed your, the, any possibility you could have had to solve those problems is gone. And adults mm-hmm. get that. I'm not sure children would, but adults get that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, the, you'll, you'll, you'll get to watch your family suffer from all the things that you think you can, you can somehow kill by, uh, by, by get being out of the picture. But all you've done is made yourself helpless and you get to watch your family suffer without your ability to do anything about it. Yes. And every, every man anyway, no woman has ever talked about it, but every man who's ever, who's ever confided in me and that I've ever said that to not a one of them has, has pulled the trigger. Not one. Yeah. 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 Well, I think what a fate worse than that is having to come back and and do it again. Oh God. (laughs) I wouldn't want to repeat a lifetime if I have to, you know, if I could avoid that, that would be wonderful. But 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 that's, but that is the problem. You know, the, the, these are, these are, are basically lessons that you created for yourself beforehand. That's another thing people need to understand about, what they're going through now. This isn't something somebody else set for you. Yes, you planned it at a time when it didn't look as as, as, as like it like as hard a hurdle to get over as it is in reality now that you're facing it. But still, you, you know, this is that you and your guide thought that this would be something would, that would help you grow spiritually. And now here it is. So let's get to it and get it done. That's spot on. Yeah, I agree 100%, Roberta. Yes. And, uh, you know, people people have much more, all of us, each of us has much more strength in us than we imagine. And, uh, but it's hard to see what, what you're talking about. It's hard to see young people facing these things when they don't have uh, enough experience, enough depth yet to be yes. able to to master what they need to master in order to really get over that hill it's a it's a hard hard thing for a young person it is i mean no one is not experienced depths of despair but how i manage it is i say what is the lesson in this what do i need to learn hey guys that's what i call my guides give me an idea of where i need to move with this what is the lesson and that really helps me because I might get a, a an inkling or a thought of something and think, oh, okay, I need to understand tolerance or I need to understand patience or I need to understand that this is the way it needs to be. And I cannot control this situation um, just to support it as best as I can. So, um, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about my life and when I am, you know, uh, struggling with, um, with, uh, with life when it's difficult. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is immune to it. It, and 
you know, people think, oh, well, they've got lots of money. They, they, they're lucky. They can, you know, sir, um, you know, circumvent all this stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. Uh, we all have our challenges, um, on this planet because it's a classroom and classrooms are set up to challenge us. And with our challenges, we may be able to learn if it's all love and light all the time. What's the point of changing anything, right? It's really surprising how mm -hmm. much little difference it makes to mm -hmm. have money because the more money you have, you always then discover that you have more, more troubles that come with that money. It's a really amazing um, because in my earlier life, uh, I, I still do um, advise business owners and a lot of them have made quite a lot of money, but with the money comes a whole new set of problems. And, yes. um, and complexities and responsibilities and their, you know, their kids are messed up too and their marriages are in trouble too. And uh, Lord, it, it really doesn't make things easier. I think in some ways it makes things harder to have just the right amount plus a dollar is exactly where you want to be. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where you want to be. Trust yeah. me on that. I, I know. Yes. I've seen it. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, but, but, um, what, so what, 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 how do we change things for the, and, and, and what, what advice do you give to parents whose kids are going through what you're talking about? I hope there's dialogue in the family that usually when there's a breakdown, there's no dialogue between the, the parties, whether it be parents to kids or kids to kids. Um, so it's, it's about being aware. Um, it's just about being open and aware and saying, I accept you for whomever you are. Please just talk to me. I remember um, one of my kids, oh, amazing person in that such a healer and this um situation was that they were having lunch together with a friend who was complete uh considering suicide and my child was talking to them and um brought them through in a way that they could accept what was going on and gave alternative alternative responses to the thoughts of this this suicidal person and i said to my child you know you're not responsible for the result of that of the actions of your friend and the response was yes i know but i had to try and this is a 10 year old kid wow yeah so i've even so I find that my children are more self-aware, not because of me, but they are indigos and they, um, indigos are, are more aware. There's a, there was a book uh, put out by Lee Carroll called Indigo Child, if anybody's interested in reading up on it. And they're usually, uh, born between eighties and 95 or two thousands. They're around that area. Anyway, they, they come with a, a, a gift of, of insight. And thankfully, some of them will speak to their peers with that insight, which I think sometimes is more accepting than adult to, to child. 
So within the that group, they there are, you know, there is support. Does that make sense, Roberta? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it just blows my mind what comes out of my kids' mouths, like the insight and the wisdom. And I think this is something you came with. This yeah. was not something you learned. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many kids have problems with peer groups. So they, they're, yes. um, you know, it's almost like a pack and the, they turn on the weakest member. Yes. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it, it, it can be very hard to be a sensitive young child. Um, yes. Because and you know what? Sorry, Robert, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, what I know, go ahead. What I'm being told is, you know, this happened when we were kids too. Yeah. Oh, sure. But now we're more aware of it because it's in the forefront. It's been exposed, you know, through social media, through um, news reports and stuff like that. I think it's a good thing because once recognized, I believe it's half corrected. So um, we just have to get past our, our base instincts and move more into a more light generated lifetime. And this is why we're here is to learn through these difficult times, how to be better, how to leave the planet a better place, because you know what, you are going to pay for it. If, if, if you go home when it's your time and look back and see all the hurt that you have created, uh, as you said before, there's no way you can get around it. It's part of your uh, soul progression or deprogression, if there's such a word, and you're going to have to make up for it. I wouldn't want to do that. It's hard enough being here. Absolutely. So, no, you know what? Karma is awful. Let me <laughs> tell you this. It may not be. It may not be in this lifetime that you see it um, neutralized, but it, it has to be done, and it'll be written in next time. Yikes! That's that's regrettable. No, it, it's it isn't easy. But if 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 parents are concerned about their kids, I mean, it's it is it is hard to be a parent. I mean, it's something that they don't tell you when they hand you the little bundle wrapped in a pink or blue blanket in the hospital. But it, it it's hard because um, the kids won't tell you what's bothering them. They they won't uh, they won't tell you what's wrong. I think that. What's important is, especially with boys, to, to um, and I say especially with boys because in, in my experience, they, they tend to keep a lot of things inside even more than girls do, um, is, just, is to develop little family habits, little, little rituals, little Saturday for ice cream and, you know, Sunday to go to, uh, uh, you know, throw pebbles in the water uh, of the pool or of, of the pond or the the ocean or whatever. D- develop times when you're alone with your child, even for 10 or 15 minutes to do something fun every week. Because as you grow older, those are the treasured times when they will open up to you. Because you can't, it's too late when they're 12 or 13 and they're broody. You can't yep. say what's wrong. It's too late, but to, mm-hmm. when when they're six or seven or eight, they'll they, when if you're if you're if they're used to spending a little time alone with mom and and separately with dad each week, 
they'll they'll say a meaningful small thing. Listen to that. Yes. And 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 draw them out a little bit on it each yes. week when you're throwing those pebbles in the pond. And you you'll begin to understand what's going on in their lives. And that is really, really important for parents to do because you'll spot problems long before they're really problems. If I were going to give one bit of advice to young parents of young children, I would give that advice and please take it to heart today. When he's five, when she's six, start those little rituals long before they're needed and they will pay dividends like you cannot imagine. I used to say, let's go on a date <laughs> yeah, with one of my children. Have to be, it doesn't have to even feel that that official. But yeah, something yeah. To, special to do with mom. And, and then come up with a different thing for to do special with dad each week. Because yes. one parent may be the one they want to confide in, not both. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we did that. We did that. But I, I have to admit, I called it a date and they get all excited. You know, oh, man, we're going out with or I'm going out with mom. I would take one at a time for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting yes, because both of them are so different in personality. And if I took both, one would just talk over the other. So it was really important to separate them and spend time with them. I even do it now. I'll text them and say, I love you. And that's it. You know, I remember one time I I called one of my kids and they were at university um, away. And I said, hey, hi, how are you? And she, and she said, what do you want? I said, excuse me? She said, listen, every time I get a phone call, somebody wants something from me. And I said, all I want to know, all I want to hear is the sound of your voice. And you know, they repeat that now. They will call me and say, hey, mom, how are you? And I say, hey, you, what's up? And they go, just wanted to hear the sound of your voice. Yeah. So yeah. stuff like that sticks. It really sticks. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, being a parent is the biggest challenge and the biggest hurdle um, and something that needs to be addressed because it is the biggest chance for soul progression. Because our kids are our greatest teachers. And the more we can learn from them, the easier it is for us, honestly. I've learned so much from my kids, so much. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Being a parent mm-hmm. is wonderful. But you know what's better? What's Being better? A what's a whole lot Being better? What? Being a grandparent. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Not there yet. <laughs> it's, it is It is the best thing. Oh, I, I can't begin to tell you. Um, I uh, My middle child had, had children quite young. And uh, because, of course, I'm not old enough to be a grandparent, but <laughs> but but, um, but as as my grandchildren have grown and I have to tell you, they have been such a delight for me. And I got to spend because your, your children are the learner batch. I mean, I had to I, I, I made a lot of more mistakes with my children, but I get to spend a lot of time with my grandchildren, especially the oldest two who are who are Irish twins. They're only 11 months apart. Goodness. And um, they they have been such a delight in my life as they as they now come toward the end of their teens, really, they're just the best. Wonderful. And, yeah. And, and they turned out so beautifully because really they had an extra mother and she was able to work because I really almost took a, 
took a, a, a more than 10 years out of my career to just spend time with them and be an extra Precious. parent for them. And, precious, yeah, precious and, time. Mm-hmm. Yes, but for me, it was so, so precious. It was wonderful. Yeah. And to this day, um, they treat me as if I am, am another mother for them. I, I just can't begin to tell you. So that's another tip. Um, make sure you have at least one daughter because you you end up being the primary grandparent and plan your career so you can take 10 years off because <laughs> it is the best time of your whole life when you get to be a mother the second time around. Oh, the it, best. Energetically, it's interesting too. I had a client last week and I, uh, she sent me photographs and I said, oh my gosh, this is your mother. And she goes, no, that's my grandmother. I said, oh no, no, she's coming in as mother. This is mother energy. Yep. She is claiming it. And the gal, my client said, well, actually she raised me. Yep. So energetically they become the mother. Do you know what I mean? Like from the spirit world. So uh, they will claim that. Yeah, they will definitely claim that. Yeah. Yeah. To to this day, um, I feel like their mother. And I think that they, although they're, they have a wonderful mother, their mother is, um, has been a very good mother to them, but uh, until they could be uh, in the house for a little bit, at least on their own. um, I, I, I made them my priority. Yeah. Wonderful. It's mm-hmm. something I recommend everybody plan into their lives. If, if uh, every woman, anyway, I don't know how men would feel about it, but <laughs> it's it's the most precious thing. But anyway, so we're talking about what the other thing I wanted to talk about too, which I think is important, is is booking sessions with a medium. I hear from so many people who have just lost somebody very very important to them. Often it's uh, um, it's a mother or a grandmother. And they want immediately to to you know go to a medium, and and they they shouldn't do that. They they and I I tell them why. And but but there's something that you've mentioned too. Tell people why it's important to give them a little time. Well, first of all, I want to tell you this: the I just posted a blog, but the blog before is called Too Soon, and it's based just on what we're about to talk about. So, you know, you can go to my website and review it if you want more information. It's exactly the um, what we're going to be talking about now. Uh, when the when spirit people go into spirit, uh, if it's been a long term illness. Um, like say, um, you know, that's taken time, like years, uh, their energy needs to be built up on the other side. I remember my mentors saying it's like a convalescent home. They go there to bring the energy back up to where it needs to be for them to have a full spirit life. So they may not even be available to me because they're convalescing. They are gone uh, to a place of, of healing. Uh, the other thing is that they may not be emotionally ready to speak to their loved one here on the planet, or they don't want to upset them anymore, the ones here left on the planet. And so they will step back and and wait until the person who has experienced their grief to a point where they're open to be able to manage hearing from their loved one they will then become far more strong to me so that I can bring them through. You know, we need to grieve. And I know it's really wonderful 
to have a medium to that will, you know, give information out about what happens when a very um, well-intentioned, well-meaning medium and a, a, a medium who is known for being good at what they do can't bring the loved one through. How does that affect the person that's still here? I suggest that they wait about three months just because think of it this way. When a spirit person goes into the spirit world, it's like going to a new country. I got to learn a new language. Where's the bank? Where's the grocery store? Where am I going to live? Who are the people I need to be around? Where are they? This and that, you know, like it's just, it's like they, they just have to get used to the new space that they're in. Um, so, and the person who's been left, who's in grief, um, needs to adjust so that they're they're more um, available energetically, emotionally, mentally to be in a more calm place so that the energy is much more conducive to bring the spirit person in to give the messages. So that's a long-winded answer for a very short question. I hope that I covered everything, Roberta. No, I, I agree with you exactly. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, we, we, you, you just don't know what the situation is going to be with that person. And um, many people that you don't think were are necessary, maybe if they even died in good health, they, they still could be in the healing gardens for, for several months before they... Um, they're out and able to be even reached by a medium. And um, it's scary to go to a medium and hear that the person is not reachable. Then you wonder, oh, are they in the utter darkness? Oh, is there some bad thing? And no, it's just that they're um, certainly if they were physically ill or, or if they had some um, debilitating illness of any kind uh, or they were, they, you know, had a, um, uh, I, I have a friend whose husband is a manic depressive um, he's going to have some healing to do before he can be be reached after he dies. Yes. Um, he is healthy, but he's got his his body and his his brain have had some issues and they need to be healed. Yes, I, I understand that. Yeah. And, you know, the people left behind have to heal, too. Yeah, to a certain extent. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell people six months, um, you know, let let everything settle and and give think of how hard a medium's task really is what what we're doing is trying to reach to i'm sorry if this is mind reading with dead people i i it's so i i that's what it really what it kind of is and this is not easy to do which is why it's so amazing that it works so well if the medium is good at it but mm-hmm. but if you have to have the situation become optimum, and it isn't optimum for months after a person's death. It it really isn't. The other thing too is the medium is not in charge. What they do is they show up and they hope for the best that the spirit will come through. So yeah, that's right. the other absolutely. Issue. Yeah, if the spirit's not there, there's nothing I can do to drag them in. Not at all. So they're in so- charge. Right. And that's a major bummer. If you are the person who's grieving, it just makes you feel really worse. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for the first six months, look for signs. My, my book, yes, The Fun of Staying in Touch, is full of the signs to look for during that period. Give yourself 
that time to look for signs and let that be how your loved one communicates with you for those first six months, because they're well, all sending signs, all of them. Yes, they're all, but the issue is for some, it's very subtle. So what I did was on my YouTube channel, um, I put a playlist called Signs from Spirit. And it's about 13 to 15 different clips, about three to four minutes long. They may be repetitious. I don't know. But you it's a laundry list of things to watch for, like dimes and music and and uh, thoughts in our head and a bird that flies by that reminds you of someone. And I remember somebody saying, well, if all that happens, well, how do I know who it is? And I say, whoever you think of first is the, the yes. spirit person that it belongs to. So absolutely. And here's the other thing, too, is they initially will work in the dream state uh, because it's easier for them somehow when they first go into the spirit world. It's easier for them, but they evolve out of dream state and into the conscious state, which is the signs part. And a lot of people get really depressed. They think, well, their loved one doesn't love them anymore. I say, but I say, yeah, but didn't you just, didn't you hear, just hear music that reminded you of them? Or did you just find a dime on the floor? And they're going, yeah, yeah. I said, well, they've evolved from the dream state because they're worried you're not going to remember when you wake up to being in the conscious state and sending you signs. So it's just, it's just a matter of educating people. Then they realize, Oh, okay. There is an evolution. I need to be watching for something else. Yeah. You know? Yes, of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. We are coming to the end of our time. This has been too much fun already. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn, what, what do you want people to take from our time together? There's life after life. There certainly is. And it's, it's really fun. People tend to think it's, oh, it's going to be kind of dour because our society is dour about death, but it's not. It's very lighthearted. And the fun yeah. starts at, at the bedside, actually. It, it's, it's very, you're going to be surprised. The, mm-hmm. the, the day of your death is actually the most fun you've ever had in your life. It's quite surprising to people that that turns out to be true. Yeah, and it's the day of your birth. You know, well, the day of your birth is kind of a well, that's right, because the day of your birth into this life, the reason you're crying, there's a reason why you're crying. There's a reason why babies (laughs) cry because they had forgotten what it's like to be here. I can't believe I started this again. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Carolyn's website is carolynmolnar.com, just the way it sounds, no punctuation or anything. And thank you so much, dear, for being here. This has been delightful. It's my pleasure, Roberta. Thank you so much. And again, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Our guest next week is going to be Dr. Kalem Kanga with his new book called Remember Who You Are and Evolve, with an exclamation point, no less. This will be Kalem's second Seek Reality appearance. He's been after me for a while, but wow, after the first one. He has been something of a racial firebrand, but I really enjoy him and I like his book. So let's see if we can set off a few sparks next week. Please be sure to join us. 
And this week, we've been talking with Carolyn Molnar, who is a very prominent Canadian psychic medium and spiritual teacher who's had more than 30 years experience doing this work. So she's got it right. And as you can, as you can hear, she's very sensitive, which is something I think is very important in a, in a psychic medium. She really cares about people. And she, um, she also, I think, is someone that relates to people very well, which, I mean, I have tested a lot of psychic mediums, which is one reason I don't recommend very many of them, because I think a lot of them are not very sensitive about, they don't treat the people who come to them, frankly, as I think they should always treat them. So I, um, I don't, I know my loved ones are fine. I don't consult with mediums now. But if you do, um, then I think just check references, choose someone, choose a medium who's sensitive, and who really cares about people. And don't hesitate to reach out to your loved ones who've gone on ahead of you. Give yourself the gift of knowing that everything is okay. And now it's time, once again, to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death in the afterlife. Just go to SeekReality.com and start to learn for yourself what really is going on and the fact that you truly are a powerful, eternal being. It's impossible for you ever to die. SeekReality.com, your reality actually is eternal. And as you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together. And any minute now, it'll also, we will have the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. For young children, there's the fun of meeting Jesus. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. I'm going to have to, oh, I'm going to have to do embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. The fun of loving Jesus as an audiobook. That's not going to be available for a few weeks yet. If you want to talk about any of my books, or if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on Roberta Grimes. I answer every email. Just Please be sure to give me your correct email address. I just had another one bounce. That made me very sad because I put effort into, into, into answering your emails. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being. And you in particular, you in, in the whole universe, Most of all, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.